Hello and welcome to day nine of Healing from the Inside Out. We are nearly at the end of this series, a total of 10 audios. I'm hoping that you are gaining something from them, A plus one of some sort. It would um, bring me great pleasure to know, to know that that is happening. I will be trusting that something will be landing and shifting and making its way through you, something useful and positive. Yesterday's audio was the deepest one, potentially, that we've done, uh, will do, the meditation. Certainly taken me a little while today to come into alignment after yesterday's. And I offer that that may take for you as long as you, you need. And after the uh, shifting through any energies or thoughts or emotions that that may or may not have brought up, that's when there's some great clarity that comes to us. So I sat with that today until I could see the light at the end of the tunnel, if that, if that makes sense. Um, and that's what I'd like to offer today, that it is there, it will be there if you're finding it a little bit tricky tricky to connect with that at the moment. So with everything that's been going on over the last few days and weeks with our corona pandemic, two things I'd like to start with is the what I call the sort of trying energy, trying to do the right thing, do what we think. This That's head stuff and can come from a place of lack, can can be coming from an energy of a minus one. And if you're noticing that that's present at any point in our days and lifetime, to allow that to shift, to come to a more grounded, solid place of presence, acceptance and um, an observation towards the plus ones. Gratitude is the place of neutrality. That's the best place to be, I would say. Um, and rather than best, the most useful place to be and most comfortable place to be. And that I would call solid ground. And observing what we're grateful for will put us immediately into the plus ones and bring us out of the energy of trying, which drains our energy very, very rapidly. That said, allowing shock to be present and emotion to be present and the what is to be present is also part of the process. And any other feeling and emotion that comes up. So yesterday I spoke a lot about holding the highest potential, holding that space for ourselves and for others Within that, there's also the the need to balance that with being being alongside and being with what is, of allowing a tenderness to be present, to accept oneself and others just as they are. And that includes our emotions and what's arising for us, because it's as we acknowledge it and even even not even acknowledging it, but being with it and softening 
with it and around it and being tender with it and receiving tenderness that is the it's a beautiful way for it to to settle and to pass and through that we keep breathing and we keep grounded and it brings our world together as opposed to pushing it apart and trying to resist something it allows a sense of unity and of being part of the whole and being whole within us there's a wholeness to it as we become a fuller version of ourselves a more permitted version which allows it gives the permission for other people to be in our presence and and in acceptance as well and I would offer reflects a greater universe a greater reality at the same time so allowing what needs to be to be always coming back to the grounding surrendering trusting I would offer is perfect and in some ways that's enough for today's audio um, because that enables the rest to unfold and on, in some ways I would like to offer an inhale and an exhale and even if you wish to pause the recording at this point for a while if, if you feel that you need that then if that's perfect for you then go ahead and do that and you can pick it up when you've moved on to the to the place of hearing the next stages maybe and what I will go be going on to share about today is around our vision and a new perspective through through the the clearing there is the vision there is the space the light and also about the the process of all of this of the hero's journey so they're the two things I'm going to be sharing or the two things I think I'm going to be sharing and um, because who knows what else might come in Um, but yeah I'll leave that for you to decide for the moment how you proceed and there will be a meditation at the end and so the hero's journey you may have heard of it Um, it's quite useful to remind ourselves of it in times of change and growth because it's something that we revisit um, time and time again I would offer as a well well, it's a useful outline or concept or structure to a process that's happening and unfolding and it's based on Joseph Campbell's um, offering I suppose that's the best word for um, 1949-ish I think um, of the structure of the hero's journey which presents itself in probably most films Um, you could even argue that every film is at least using a section of the hero's journey I suppose probably recognize it in most Disney films for instance and as a structure in a lot of novels and books and I would offer that it's a it's a journey that we go through within and you may recognize it and we could You may recognise it in yourself and you may recognise that we are going through that period at the moment, moment, a version of it with what's happening on the planet. And it starts with 
well this 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 is the brief outline of it and you it's very easy to look it up on the internet and to you know to understand more and different interpretations of it but it starts with our ordinary world which is the world that we know and yet we develop a slight discomfort or dis-ease with reality as we know it there's a um there's something brewing inside of us. There's so, there's something that's not satisfied and that's not at peace within us. There's a sense that there's something more and a, a disquiet going on within. And then we will hear the call. There'll be something, something somebody says, something we see, something we feel, it could come in a myriad of ways. It might be an opportunity that presents itself. And it will demand of us a different perspective than we have had to date. And it may involve us doing differently, leaving our knowns, um, breaking away from the tribe, even if it's just in a way of thinking or awareness or approach. And we hear this call, and we may hear it repeti repetitively as we, the third stage of this process then is refusing the call. We hear it, but we refuse it. And it may come again in a different form, and we refuse it. And it may come through a relationship or any different way, and we refuse it. And then eventually we answer the call. And that answering the call may happen to us. It could be, for instance, a being um, in lockdown during coronavirus, where we are forced to answer the call. And we can resist, and we can go through the experience in refusal. And we all do that at, at some point. And we stay within the ordinary world ordinary world in quotes and the call will come back again and we can spend our whole lifetime not answering the call and if we do answer it then the the next stage of it is that we we meet the mentor we somebody appears in our life that helps us take those next steps and they can come from anywhere and they will undoubtedly look very different to what we might have pictured would be, you know, our helping hand or saving grace in our mind's eye. They might um, bring a challenge of perception and judgment and it may be a physical person or experience. It may be a more surreal, ethereal one. Um, for me, my channeling my guides would be, I suggest, one of the mentors I've had and, and also had very physical ones, people that pop into my life that I recognise are, are there to help me across the line, so to speak. Um, so we, we have the meeting of the mentor. It could be a, a teacher on a course. It, it, could be, it could be anything. And this is a non-head situation this is where we're answering something within that we will potentially find really hard to explain and then we cross the threshold we make that decision 
to go into this new world, this part of ourselves, this new experience, this adventure. And you, you may recognise this, this scenario in a Disney movie where the prince, for instance, has to go off and, you know, do battle. In this battle, in this new world that we enter, there will be whole new realities that emerge. They will be, um, you know, according to Joseph Campbell, you know, there'll be the allies, the, the enemies, there'll be the test, there'll be the challenges, there'll be all the drama. And that will be part of the next stage. And a stage that we will undoubtedly question and question our sanity at this point. And we will keep going on that journey and, and that adventure. That's probably a really positive, optimistic way of putting it because it might not always feel that way. And and often for times it can feel like bliss. But it, in the mix, there will be a mix. And then we enter the innermost cave where where we, we risk losing ourselves in the process, which is the beauty of it. Because we will surrender part of ourself if we enter the cave. And at any of these stages, we can find a resistance and a pause. And, you know, we, we may well be in the place of doing the, the tests and, you know, battling the enemies and the allies. And we may never enter the cave. We may stay at that stage. And we can have a very enjoyable life at that stage, but it's the recognising that that's what's going on subconsciously in our awareness at a deeper, more ethereal level, at a heart level potentially. So when then we enter the cave and we have the ordeal, the, the big test, the big challenge where we have to surrender and accept and own what's ours and then we re-emerge with the reward or the gift or the awareness, however it is for us, that we could never have received or earned or gained had we not entered the cave. And then we have that and we take it back. There's a rebirth, there's an awakening, there's a... There's a new, um, sometimes they use the word resurrection, as we take that back to the ordinary world. We return, the prince returns on his horse back to the city, back to the princess in the castle, for instance. And we return with our gift. And then we have also, even at this point, what might potentially be the most challenging part of the whole journey, one I kind of relate to, of owning our gift and then sharing our gift. And we share it with the, in quotes, ordinary world, which is no longer as it was, but we share it with the world and we share our gift. And so then begins another cycle. And so I would offer that, uh, that this is a really useful template for the healing journey that we are on. And for any um, episode or experience in our life. So that can be drawn out, the hero's journey can be drawn out over a lifetime 
and it could be happening in a very short burst of time. We could, you know, in theory, do the whole hero's journey in a day. And we can speed it up. And we could have a few of them going on at the same time. Some shorter ones, some swifter ones, with some, you know, longer ones going on. So I would offer that as a template for an awareness to to help understand where you might be at if you do resonate with being on the journey and potentially a little bit unsure or starting to doubt or question. Questioning is a version of doubt and being out of alignment. And so we can we can be very much in alignment and going through this process. So it doesn't always look all rosy and you know fairy tales and yet the whole thing in its beauty in its contrast and its mix really is a beautiful fairy tale one could say so it's to help understand what the next stage might be what we might be called to move towards and to accept where we're at in this present moment and to trust that it is all perfect and it is unfolding and the the when we come out of alignment and we start to doubt or question or our vibration goes a bit lower i would offer that our only job is to come back into alignment back towards that middle place within ourselves back to to our feet on the ground and able to breathe and to be out of the head and to be able to do chores or jobs around the home very easily without being consumed by ourselves that might be a a nice analogy of being in alignment and we could still be going through part of the process and the process is also alignment and that's hopefully an explanation which will give some reassurance and some understanding that what needs to happen for others as well when they're on a healing journey. So we can be at different stages at different times with our loved ones and we might be resonating with people that are at similar stages as us as we tend to come together with often complete strangers out of the blue will appear to support our journey. And that doesn't mean to say that our loved ones and our friends and family are any less valued or or loved or incapable of understanding where we are or on our wavelength it's just that we're going through a different phase and a different situation and it can be really useful to connect with or to allow the connection to flourish with the people that will pop into your life that will be having a similar experience so hopefully this will open our world a little bit and give a a new perspective or a wider wider perspective and then my final point today well actually one thing I do want to say about the hero's journey I've got jotted down on a piece of paper there you know emotions such as anger can come up um, frustration um, all sorts of you know fear as discussed yesterday all sorts of emotion can come up it will be a challenge to the ego. So the ego will will struggle 
to retain its hold through the hero's journey. And that is part of the process. So the more centered we are in our heart and guts, the more grounded we will be to be able to traverse the terrain that needs traversing within ourselves. Because frankly, it'd be a shame to not go there. And so the the more grounded we are, the more heart-centered and gut-centered we are, the easier it will be on our ego to have the experience that it needs to have. And we don't necessarily lose our ego. We just, just, I apologize for all the justs. We, We enable it to come into alignment with our greater self. We need it, it protects us, it it's the first one to see the dragon that's looming when we're you know in the dark in a most cave and we're doing the battles. We need it and we need it on our side. And so it probably has the most transformation. So the heart will expand, the gut will become more trustworthy, we'll we'll, we'll go about instinct more because the hero's journey relies on instinct and intuition and holding and standing by and discovering our truth and honoring that and so the ego has the most change it will be the one that will have to adapt the most as all those other areas expand and grow and it's completely 100% doable so allow any emotions that come up because that will help the ego process and also I'm going to just throw in there that this process will draw on different energies that may have lain dormant Um, they it will potentially include sexual energy um wow i just want to say sexual energy actually um and well it would include our intellect it will include spiritual energy and working with and collaborating and you know with the mentor whoever the mentor is whether it's a physical mentor or with a um, spiritual aspect of ourself it will the reason i say sexual energy because it's it's the sacral chakra i haven't really discussed chakras but um you can look them up as well the energy wheels in our body and our sacral one is sort of in our pelvis area and that's the seat of creativity and that's where our sexual energy kind of is based is probably a good way of saying it where where it sort of resides mostly when it's not actively moving through us and it's the seat of it and we need that in order to overcome our challenges and to work through and to create and express our truth so sexual energy will come up in the process and the invitation is to channel that into the useful outcome that you um, that your heart desires and wishes which brings me on to my last point which is around vision so in coming through some of the murkier um, or denser energies my invitation is to connect with vision so although we want we don't want to be anywhere other than where we're at and we want to be grounded we want to be present and in the moment being aware of our vision can be really useful and reconnecting with it 
and updating it. And I mentioned in a previous audio that I tend to ask clients what they studied or wanted to do when they were, were young. And sometimes we have these unfulfilled dreams within us. And I would offer just to explore those as in we may have wished to be, I don't know, a vet when we were a kid. And that might seem unattainable right now. It, but exploring the qualities and the feelings and the emotions and what being a vet, for instance, would have enabled within us, whether it was maybe caring for animals or expressing love or whatever it would have meant back then, those qualities can 100% be expressed in today's world and moment. And if we're truthful with ourselves, the unfulfilled dream, we may not actually, all things considered, actually want to be a vet today. But absolutely the qualities and the emotions and the what the heart wanted and wants from that dream is attainable at any stage of our life. So some time reconnecting with what is increasingly becoming true right now in, a, in an embodied way. So this is not head stuff. The head can sign it off, but this is the heart and embodied update of our vision. and. Something which, a quote that was given to me by, I channel the spirit of Wayne Dyer as well. So my three guides are spirit of Plato, the spirit of Rudyard Kipling and of Wayne Dyer. And it was, I think Wayne Dyer, he was all about the vision and acting as if. And he said, make sure that your dream is not your vision and not your vision your dream. And in some ways that still hasn't fully landed with me, the enormity of that. Um, because it can be very easy to make what we see as our reality right now, our current day vision, our dreams at the expense of what our heart must and wants to do and what our heart wants to experience as a felt sensory emotion. And so I would offer to finalise today, and it may also be the, the sort of the final point in the series. I don't know yet what we're going to be talking about tomorrow, but it will emerge. But almost the culmination is to make our dreams our vision, and to go for the big win, to go for the best, to go for it. And all we need to do in acknowledging that is to do the, the one next step. So in acknowledging our dreams, placing it in our vision, letting it go, holding it lightly, connecting with the heart and taking just the next step in this moment, even even not the next step, just allowing it to land in this moment and to be it, the feelings and the emotions and the experience of it today, right now, 
that's what makes the journey the best part of it to live it as we go and to include it and to not deny it to never deny our true dreams and so that's today's sharing I'm now going to move on to a meditation if you're driving, working, meditation's not great for you, I invite you to switch off now. Otherwise, to make yourself comfortable, just as your body and heart and feelings wish to be. To inhale and to exhale. and to inhale and to exhale. And to allow your energies to land in a slightly different way to the previous meditations. To give them a bit more space and movement and permission. To allow your body to completely let go just for the next few moments. Connect with your energy bubble that goes all the way around you, front, back, sides, underneath your feet, above your head, no matter how you're positioned. Knowing that with the thought alone you're grounded right down to the centre of the earth. Allow yourself to let go in a different way to before. To experience what that might feel like. How your body responds to that. Notice any areas of tension in your physical body that may wish to be re released. Any thoughts that come through the mind, allow them to pass on. Send them the awareness of love. Keep breathing, inhaling and exhaling. And inhaling and exhaling. Bring your attention to your heart area. Maybe notice if there's a colour or a sound or a feeling, maybe a shape or a tone. And rest alongside your heart. Recognising it as an old friend. Possibly your best friend. And breathe with your heart. Knowing there's nowhere else to be right now.
as you do so, I invite you in your mind's eye to be somewhere in nature, somewhere green or by the sea maybe. And to notice that you're walking upon a path. You may be in dense forest, woodland, in fields or plains. Allow yourself to be in the place that feels most appropriate right now. As you walk along this path, allow yourself to relax into it. To notice stuff around you. Maybe what the path looks like beneath your feet or how you move your body as you walk. As you do so, notice if there's any tension in your mind's eye as you're walking and moving, anything which wishes to be released. Just allow that to effortlessly happen. Maybe cast your gaze to the right, notice what you see, scenery-wise. Or how you feel as you do so. Or any sounds. Keep breathing, inhale and exhale. And then I invite you to look to the left. Notice what you observe on the left as you keep walking, breathing, inhale and exhale. Connecting also with the ground beneath your feet and the gentle movement of your arms and shoulders, your eyes your awareness. And then as you look ahead, what's different that you hadn't noticed before? What is wishing to reveal itself? As you walk up ahead, you notice that there's a box that's placed, maybe on the ground or it may be on a rock or a bench or however you picture it. And as you approach the box, notice how you feel. Have a look around. What's, your, what's the surrounding sharing with you?
already invite you to open the box and take out what's inside. It may be anything, any object. And then to recose the box, pull it back. And if you wish to keep what was inside for you. Even if it doesn't make sense yet. To trust. And to allow for it to unfold. As you begin the integration of this awareness. And I invite you to find a quiet, peaceful place to sit. Maybe close by or you may wish to walk on for a bit to find it. But notice how it appears almost magically, the place for you to sit. As you do so, keep breathing, inhale and exhale. And notice anything which comes up in your awareness from inside your body, from your pelvis area, which comes up towards your heart, any energies or feelings or thoughts. And allow your heart to breathe these and to share them with you if it wishes. To gently receive from your heart. To inhale and exhale. To connect with your energy bubble that's still around you. To breathe in lots of beautiful, for this moment, energy into your bubble. To notice you're still grounded, soaking up energy through your feet, from the earth. Filling up with what's perfect for you right now. Notice your, where your body touches the seat or the ground. Bring that into your awareness to connect with the room around you, the environment you're in beyond your bubble. To expand your awareness as you breathe your energy in and out through your bubble into your environment. To wriggle your fingers and toes. And when you're ready to gently open your eyes and to enjoy the rest of your day.